0: Let's talk some football with our man. He's fam, Harry Douglas. He does Fitz and Harry 12 to 3 Eastern, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio. He's an ESPN analyst. Of course, he's been a part of 92.9 The Game, and you guys know him. He lives here in the A. Harry Douglas, is good to talk with you, bro. Um, and congratulations on all the success. You're doing a great job. You're crushing yeah, yeah. it. So we love it. Um, let's talk about these games, man, because these games this this weekend are interesting. The AFC championship game, if I would have told you this is a team that's going to go back into Kansas City and be able to beat Kansas City again, which is what we're possibly looking at, which would mean Joe Burrow will be 4-0 against the Chiefs here over the last you know 16 months or whatever it's been, it's almost incredible to believe that that could happen. But Harry, I kind of believe that it might, considering what I've been seeing with the Bengals. I believe it
1: 100%. And
0: I'll tell you this, if... You're asking me
1: what quarterback I'm going to take 90% of the time. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes, unless he's playing Joe Burrow, and that's the case this weekend. And just watching Joe Burrow from the quarterback position and how he keeps two hands on the football in the pocket, how he's a little bit more elusive than people give him credit for, but how quick he can dissect a defense and understand, you know what, I need to get to my check down right now so we have a positive play and not a negative play. But then the last thing, one of the things that you can't coach, one of the things that you can't build within a young man, he has that bravado. He has that it factor. He knows 100% he's that dude, and that's what separates him from a lot of other people.
2: It is. Harry Douglas, guys, on the wadeford.com hotline. I mean, swagger, attitude. He is like, you know, I hate when you compare a guy to Joe Montana, but he's all the things you said, he checks all the boxes. On the flip side, Patrick Mahomes can handle everything. But, I mean, Harry, you can't discount that injury, right? It just takes away some of the things that makes him so special.
1: No, you can't. And I will say this, though. I I think he's moving around a lot better than I thought he would be moving around for a high ankle sprain. But at the the end of the day, being able to – like to dissect these things and understanding that I've had a high ankle sprain in my career and how I used to right before kickoff have to get dried needled up all the way up my shin and ah. through my calf muscles and try to loosen it up. I know all it takes is one kick to that ankle, or one hit to that ankle, and you might be back to square one. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is going to figure it out. It's going to be on Andy Reid and Eric me to have that plan to figure out how to protect Patrick Mahomes and also his offensive line. They have to be phenomenal
0: in this matchup as well. Harry, why has the Bengals' defense had success against the the Chiefs' offense? What is it that they do that limits the Kansas City offense? Because I think Lou Anarumo has done an amazing job calling the plays for them and, and scheming for the Chiefs specifically.
1: I'll say, you know, when you look at teams like the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, those teams are predicated off of, you know, explosive plays and the big play. And when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes that can extend plays, it can kind of get the best of you. But looking at Lou Onarumo and what he's been able to do the last few years versus quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, he's going to make those guys methodically work the football down the field. He's gonna let you take those little easy shots, those little chippies, but can you sustain those drives for a long period of time? And I will also tell you, Patrick Mahomes hasn't had the best success in the fourth quarter going against a Luan Romo defense. So I'm trying to see in this ball game when the fourth quarter comes around, will Patrick Mahomes be able to, you know, match Joe Burrow because he's been phenomenal in the fourth quarter of those games.
2: Speaking of the matchups, we were talking about earlier, is Harry Douglas, again, an elusive, explosive player in his own right. Are they going to miss Tariq Hill? I mean, he was in the game last year. I know they, they still beat him, but uh, they the wide receiver numbers don't pop. Obviously, Kelsey's leading all those numbers.
1: Well, they don't pop, but I think Patrick Mahomes has done a great job, and he's probably going to win his second MVP hmm. uh, of his career. of uh, Going through all of his progressions and getting everyone the football I think their tight uh, tight end group is so dynamic. You got three guys that can, you know, you got Noah Gray, you got Travis Kelsey, you got Fortune. All three of those guys can make plays, along with Juju Smith Schuster. You got Kadarius Toney now as well. And then you have uh, Valdez Scantling. You have so many different, you know, weapons to get the football to. And I didn't even mention the three headed monster that he got at the running back position. The addition of Pacheco and what he's meant to their offense, running the football and hitting the hole, getting downhill and being physical. But then you bring in a guy like McKinnon who can be a matchup nightmare to a linebacker that's not able to cover him coming out of the backfield.
0: Harry, let's shift gears, talk about the Eagles 49ers. It's Terry Douglas joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, guys. All right, so Brock Purdy's been perfect, right, pretty much. Hadn't lost a game. He's done everything right. I think up until this weekend that will be the case because this Eagles defense is something that he hasn't seen. And I'm curious to know – what does Shanahan do? We know him very well. here in Atlanta. We know how good he is. How does he try to protect his quarterback against this Eagles defense?
1: Well, I went back and watched the game from 2021. These two teams play against one another in the San Francisco won, 17 to 11. Literally Kyle Shanahan in the first half of that game, threw nine to 10 screen passes of various of different ways. So that's one of the ways. When you have a dynamic group that can rush the passer, um, how can you use their aggressiveness against them? Throw some screens. Also, I believe if the Eagles score points, that's going to put the San Francisco 49ers in a tight situation. So they're going to have to be able to sustain drives on third down, but you got to be able to stay in third and manageable, third and two and five, third and six. Because once you get into the third and seven plus and third and longs, now that defensive line – can go sack the quarterback. We got to remember this: the Philadelphia defense. We talked so much about San Francisco and their defense. Right. Well, the second defense in the in, in the National Football League was Philadelphia Eagles.
2: It is Harry Douglas, guys. You hear him on ESPN, see him on TV. He's doing everything. you here joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. We talked a lot this week about the tight ends. How do how does Philadelphia that great defense, Harry? Stop Kittle because Kittle seems to be the guy that has been a safety valve uh, for Purdy.
1: Thank goodness they got C.J. Gardner-Johnson back. Mm. The way that young man has been able to, been able to play and guys, we know him. He was in New Orleans for forever, and he's listed as a safety, but he's able to play the nickel back. He's able to blitz. And before he got hurt, he was leading the National Football League in interceptions. Now, going against Kittle is going to be a different animal because we all know how nasty he is in the run game, but we all know how elusive he can be and run after the catch in the
0: pass game.
1: I think it's going to be a chess match for John Gannon, who's the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, and I'm very close with. He was at Louisville with me. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a chess match. I think the, the main thing for Philly, they have to stop the run effectively. It's the reason why they had to go out and get Limbaugh, Joseph, and the Dominican soup, because they were struggling against the run. So that's the first, number one thing that the Eagles defense is going to have to do, stop the run game, because we all know Kyle Shanahan is going to rush the football, and they're going to do it a various of various different ways when it's pre-snap motion shifts, um, giving a lot of eye candy. So the discipline in the the eyes of the the Eagles defense are going to have to be intact.
0: Harry, let's ask you a couple of things about some news notes of the day. Dan Quinn decides to stay in Dallas. Are you surprised, and are you more surprised that they haven't decided, Jerry specifically, not moving on from Mike McCarthy?
1: Honestly, I'm not surprised. I look at that Cowboys defense and, you know, how they were able to play under Dan Quinn the last two seasons and previous to Dan Quinn going there, they were horrendous defensively. And you see the dramatic change. And I think one of the things that Dan Quinn has done a phenomenal job of, especially learning from being a head coach here, I thought when he was here, it was more so, okay, this is my defense. This is what we play. This is how we do things. Mm -hmm. Going over to Dallas, I think he's had the opportunity as a defensive coordinator to See, I got a player like Michael Parsons. He's versatile. He's, he can do a lot of different things. I have a lockdown corner in Trayvon Diggs. So now it's, it's not more so about the defense that I run. It's how can I put these guys in positions to be successful? And we've seen that against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their first playoff game and moving Michael Parsons all over the place to the point of where he couldn't be blocked and was in the backfield all night. But I think it's the variety of different things he's been able to do within that defense in Dallas that has made him a better coach and something that he's learned from when he was here in Atlanta.
2: And Harry, uh, we heard that Frank Wright got the job in Carolina, not the most compelling hire, but uh, you know, he did have some success with the Colts before it went South. That means probably Steve Wilkes will be out there. I'd love to get Steve Wilkes because we need a, a dirty birds need a DC. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I love Steve Wilkes, And I, I also, I, I thought he was probably going to get the job, um, but they went with Frank, Wright, And I don't mind them doing that. Here's the thing I'm, I'm wondering about Carolina is, We've seen Frank Wright try to do it with the veteran quarterbacks when he was with the Colts. We also have seen David Tepper try to do it the last few years with the veteran quarterback in Carolina. That didn't work out. What route are they going to go when it comes to that position? Are they going to try to get another veteran in which their history in doing that isn't good on both ends, or are they going to get a young guy and try to groom him? But I would love for Steve Wilkes to come here as a defensive coordinator uh, for for the Atlanta Falcons. He did a phenomenal job. I thought he got a raw deal when he was the, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, right. and they hired Cliff Kingsbury, and next thing you know, Cliff Kingsbury's not there anymore. So <laughs> I think Steve Wilkes is a phenomenal coach and was able to play against him when he was in Carolina the first time around when I was playing and looking forward to seeing where he's going to be at next.
0: Harry, you think uh, Matt Ryan's done? You think he's done?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, because I watched a lot of their games. I actually got to call their game against the Philadelphia Eagles this year with Steve Levy and Dan Graziato on ESPN Radio. I was able to be a color analyst, so that was dope. And Matt Ryan actually didn't play bad in that game. And uh, I, th- I think it's up to him. I-, I just think when you look at the quarterback position now in the National Football League, I don't know if Tom Brady has too many years left either. I think the, 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 that position is kind of getting away from guys that aren't so mobile and can be elusive and do things that way. Uh, but I will always cherish Matt Ryan. That's my class of 08 buddy, man. Uh he changed this – for he saved this franchise mm. when it was in a bad spot and he meant so much to the city of Atlanta. So he's going to always get high praise from me.
0: No doubt. Harry, continued success, man. Fitz and Harry, 12-3 to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. He's an analyst. Countdown to college to, uh, game day as well. He's doing all the damn things, man. Appreciate you, bro, stopping by. Have a great weekend.
1: No problem, fellas. You know how much, y'all
0: know how much I love y'all and how I feel about you, too. No doubt. Thanks, Harry. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.